Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P, Joe P. Zapia, and today we have got a fun show for you, boys and girls. We've got a half-point PPR live mock draft. So joining me in this half-PPR, along with our Discord users, who we absolutely love, who've been doing mock drafts with us all the time, our Discord, if you want to join it, fantasypros.com slash chat. It is free to join. Of course, premium membership has its perks. You can go ahead and join us for AMAs and stages and a whole lot more. Joining us for this draft, along with our listeners, is Andrew Erickson, Big Pot Energy, Tuxedo Tom, I mean Derek Brown, D-Bro, the King of Bros, and from 33rd Team, who's doing some amazing work out there in the space, if you haven't seen it already, Josh Larkey. Josh, first time having you on the program. Uh, I know you've been out there just rocking draft season here. We have a few drafts left to go. Most of us, this is the question I've asked everybody here on the show so far today. How many drafts do you have remaining here on August 30th? So I I'm a fly by the seat of the pants guy. I've done probably 400 best ball drafts. And then I think 17 managed leagues. I will probably add a few more. And for everyone listening out there, you guys are going to like this. I have done seven of the fantasy pros drafts so far in FFPC, though those three fifties. I think that's, that is actually, I'm not getting paid by anyone to say this. That is my favorite price range. I want high enough stakes where grinding waivers feels worth it, but I'm not the kind of guy that's dropping three, four, $5,000 on leagues, (laughs) like some of the maniacs out there. So for me, I will hopefully add two to three more of those to my portfolio in the, these coming nights. So I'm, well, I'm excited about that. Well, Josh, first of all, we appreciate you doing that and uh, joining us for that. And before Josh Larkey takes up all those remaining spots, don't forget fantasybros.com slash championship. You should join too. Uh, Josh might win the million dollars though. If he continues to join at the rate he's going, I'm, I'm rooting for you, kid. I'm rooting for you. Let's go. Uh, and let's kick this draft off that we're going to do half PPR style here. 12 teams, you know, just keeping it simple here because we've done so many drafts. Uh, but what's interesting here is at this point in time, this is when we're in that mode where ADP started to change. We have more clarity, cut days over. So in a lot of ways, the drafts we do today are even, I think, more useful for everybody because this is really what the ultimate board should look like uh, in theory. So just to take you through Mysterion at the 101 pick, and then you've got Juggernaut at two, Mars at three, Debro at four, Hudats at five, uh, Teezit is at six, Josh Larkey's first place team is at seven, Rafi Bomb at eight, Foxy is over at 109. I'm in a leagues with Foxworth, too. She's outstanding. Uh, Chub Club is Andrew Erickson. He's at 110. Degree for Pitts is 111. And T Probst is at 112. We couldn't get Jeff Probst, so we got T Probst instead. Hopefully, we'll all survive this draft. The 1-1 pick is off the board. It's Justin Jefferson, even though it's a half PPR. Uh, JJ goes first here. We'll see what the next few spots reveal themselves. D-Bro. Uh, I don't know if you're going to take Tony Pollard this high in the half PPR, <laughs> but maybe you will. Uh, are you going to finally just put your money where your mouth is? Or you think, nah, there's some other guys still I want to take over Pollard. Just trying to set me up, Joe. Um, no, <laughs> uh, I would No, I'm not going to take Tony Pollard top four right now. I'm in between two different players um, in that tier after the top three players and CMC going at two. I'd love to say that Chase is going to fall to me at four, but that probably is not going to happen. So I'm looking at probably Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Cooper Cup, one of those guys in that tier is where I'm going to go. Yep. Uh, yep. Jamar Chase, you are right, did not make it to you. Uh, I would put Tyreek Hill and Bijan in that uh, class, but you selected Tyreek Hill at the 104. Uh, certainly last year, an incredible season for Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, and seems like a lot of confidence from a lot of us here in the fantasy industry that it's going to repeat. The guy saw 170 targets last year. You think that number comes down, stays flat, or goes above? I think that number actually goes up, guys. I mean, a full year of Tua can stay healthy. Tyreek Hill was averaging the most receiving yards in the NFL with Tua on the field. So, I mean, I, I we've talked about this, Joe. I mean, my bold take is that Tyreek Hill takes the single season receiving yardage record down this year. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And obviously we're using our draft software from draft wizard. If you haven't make sure you're sync your leagues, because that's how you can use all of the tools that we have on draft wizard. You can create your own cheat sheets. You can go ahead and use all the insights that are available. And in case you don't know about it yet, draft Intel it's developed last year by our incredible team here, fantasy pros. Our dev team is second to none. I'm telling you these guys and gals are working overtime uh, and they've created something that's just a game changer at the end of the day. If you want to know how everyone in your league drafts, after the last few years of drafting with your league mates, you can set up bots that will tell you exactly how they draft. It'll give you the insights on how to basically have the best draft around them. And then you can mock draft against those same robots using the draft wizard. So draft wizard is an incredible product, but again, draft Intel kind of takes it to that next level. I mean, that's how we kind of crack things open here. And uh, we're just so proud of it. We want everybody to go use it. Continuing on with this first round to see who we have taken off the board. Bajon Robinson goes at 105. And then uh, we have Austin Eckler at 106. Cooper Cup at 107. Josh Larkey, you've got him here. Uh, we've had a lot of discussions about Cooper Cup lately. Where the right spot to get him. Sometimes he goes as early as four. You got him at seven. How do you feel? Well, ultimately with Cooper Cup, I am just hoping he stays healthy because when he's been healthy, he has been not just the best receiver, but the best skill position player in fantasy points per game. Each of the past two years, he actually had more fantasy points per game last year than his historic 2021 prior to his injury. I understand we don't love the Rams offense. We we don't love that Cooper Cup hit the dreaded 3-0 on the age curve. But uh, his hamstring injury seems like it won't keep him out of week one. And ultimately, anytime he's been healthy, he's been nothing but the best player in all of fantasy. So that, that is what I'm going to hope for. Uh, I will cross my fingers. I will I will bubble wrap him in between <laughs> games and we'll, we'll hope for the best with, with Mr. Cooper Cup. I'm glad you took him because then Erickson would really be in a pickle if it fell all the way to him uh, because he pulled that hamstring and Erickson just said, nope, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I'm afraid of Cooper <laughs> Cup. He has lost his mind about it. Uh, so don't worry, Erickson. So uh, Nick Chubb was not going to make it to you either. He goes to Rafi at 108, uh, Travis Kelsey to Foxworth at 109. AJ Brown, though, does go to you, Andrew Erickson. Let's talk about that. And you're on the clock for your next pick. What are you doing next? So AJ Brown, yep, talked about drafting him in the first round. I, I mean, with the Cooper Cup, injury concerns i could move aj brown up to number three receiver for me in my rankings i think that he's entering his 26 year old season he's in his uber prime he is best friends with jalen hurts and this eagles offense is gonna actually have to try in games this year they're gonna have to try in the second half of games so i don't think we've even seen the ceiling honestly from aj brown and he's an absolute monster with the ball in his hands i think that the fact that Devonte smith is there is kind of suppressing his price smith is a really good receiver too but I mean, when it's so concentrated between the top guys on that offense, I just think A.J. Brown, especially in half PPR, I just think he's going to be – I think I think he could be even better than he was last year. I think that, you know, we're trying to figure out where the Miles Sanders touchdowns are going to go. I know they're <laughs> not going to go to A.J. Brown this year. Uh, no, I'm, I'm in on A.J. Brown, too. I think he's being undervalued still in the marketplace in a lot of drafts. Stephon Diggs goes at 111, then at 112, Saquon Barkley at the turn at 201. C.D. Lamb, so Barkley and Lamb for probes. Then Tony Pollard finally goes off at 202. Sorry, D-Bros, not making it back to you. Uh, then you went with Amon Ross St. Brown, so doubling up on wide receiver here. What can Brown do for you here? This is quite a, a duo you've assembled here. Very exciting. Uh, I love it, Erickson. How do you feel about how this uh, build is going for you? I mean, this is one of the ideal ways I draft teams when I'm picking in the back half of the first round. I, I tell everyone in Discord, I'm like, Brown, Brown. Like, that's the start I want. I want AJ Brown. I want St. Brown. I want Tony Pollard. Maybe if he's mixed in. So Pollard didn't fall to me here. But going back to back with two guys, one that I think could has massive touchdown upside. Amon Ross St. Brown is a clear alpha in the Detroit Lions passing game. There's no target competition there for him. He's second in catches since the halfway point of 2021. This dude's a machine. So I love starting my drafts like that when I'm picking at the end of round one. Okay, after Amon Ross St. Brown, Derrick Henry goes a 204 to Foxworth. Then Garrett Wilson goes off a 205. Man, I miss the days when I used to get Garrett Wilson back all the way up at like 210. Man, those days are long gone, stupid hard knocks. Uh, after that, uh, Josh, you took jo uh, Jalen Waddle, excuse me, a 206. So really good start here. You got to feel good. These are two monstrous target hungry wide receivers. So uh, you got to feel good about this one, right? Yeah, what I like about Jalen Waddle is he feels like one of the safest picks in fantasy who still has upside. If anything happens to Tyreek Hill, maybe Jalen Waddle is a the wide receiver one per game when he's injured, or wide receiver two or wide receiver three. Essentially, as a rookie, he set the receptions record, 104. 
And then last year they said, hey, Tyreek Hill's coming in. Why don't you try being a deep threat? And he said, okay. And he had nearly 1,400 receiving yards, eight receiving touchdowns, and was one of the best deep threats, at 18 yards per reception. It was unbelievable. All I know is that whatever role they ask him to play, he's probably going to do it at a very high level. So I, I like having two guys with good floor and good ceiling anytime they're healthy at, at the receiver positions. Makes sense to me. That's what you're looking for when it comes to these players. Okay, after Jalen Waddle goes off the board, Josh Jacobs at 207. Looks like he's back in the good graces of people. Devontae Adams goes after that, followed by Ramondre Stevenson to Derek Brown at 209. Debro, let's talk about this pick of Stevenson here in the half PPR. I mean, I, I look, I, has Stevenson been falling on the board? Yes. Am I going to allow that to happen in this draft? Hell no. There's no way in hell. I'm going to sit here and draft Ramondre Stevenson. I'm not worried about Ezekiel Elliott. I've been told all offseason, we should worry about Kevin Harris. We should worry about Pierre Strong. We should worry about Ty Montgomery. Um, yeah, none of those other guys are still in New England. <laughs> well, they're so, on the practice squad now. Uh, I think you got signed to the practice squad yesterday, Erickson. I'm pretty sure. I tried out, but they're like, man. <laughs> I, I mean, you could, you could probably run trying. slot reps as well as Juju at this <laughs> point of his career. So, you know. But Mondre is still getting slept on, man. I have him as a strong RB1. I think the top five upside is still absolutely there, and I'm not worried about Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, after uh, Ramondre, Chris Olave goes, Mark Andrews goes, then Najee Harris closes out the second round. Uh, turning around at 301, Calvin Ridley goes off the board, followed by Jalen Hurts, first QB at 302. Joe Mixon at 303. Debro, you went back with Keenan Allen, who you talked about earlier on the Fantasy Fest. Mm -hmm. How much you love Keenan Allen. So Hill, Stevenson, Allen, how do you feel about how this is shaping up with the core? Feeling great. I mean, Joe talked about him. Keenan Allen's a league winner this year. He's probably going to sit here and get close to, if not lead the NFL in receptions. With Justin Herbert, Ty Tum is going to lead the NFL in passing attempts. The wide receiver one for the Chargers, lock it in, baby. Let's go. Locking it in. Keenan Allen. Jameer Gibbs goes next to Houdat at 305. Then it goes 306 to T. Higgins. Josh, uh, you also took uh, a quarterback also named Josh. So uh, people sometimes debate about when they want to get on that quarterback wagon. How do you feel about the half versus full PPR when it comes to quarterbacks? And how do you feel about getting Josh Allen here in round three? Yeah, I think that it's good that you made the distinction because PPR, I'd be a little less excited to take mm -hmm. Allen in the middle of the third round. I don't think it would be a bad pick. It wouldn't have probably been my pick, but in half PPR, that means that every skill player scores fewer points. We know that quarterbacks are not being drafted to catch passes. Half PPR compared to full PPR greatly favors quarterback scoring because quarterback scoring is the same in half or full PPR. So I like getting the advantage with Josh Allen. He's the only quarterback in the NFL with over 24 fantasy points a game each of the past three seasons. He's as consistent as it gets. And I, let's just lock in top three, if not QB one overall production at yeah, I, this stage of the draft. I'm, it's kind of funny, like all these mocks we've done, Josh. I don't think I've ever seen Mahomes go three. I've seen Hertz go one. I've seen Allen go one. I've seen Mahomes go one, but I've never seen Mahomes go third. Rafi took Devonta Smith right after you at 308. Then Mahomes went at 309 to Foxworth. Chubb Club, that's you, Andrew Erickson. Uh, Travis, 18 at 310. So you got your two big-time number one alpha wide receivers. You got your running back. How do you feel? feel great. Travis Etienne is going to be a second-round pick next year in fantasy football drafts. <laughs> feel great about it. There you go. No hesitation there. I love it. All Complete confidence in Travis Etienne. Uh, I can't wait for the Tank Bigsby pick inevitably coming to Derek Brown. All right. Degree for Pitt uh, is taking uh, DK Metcalf at 311. And then at 312, Probst is on the clock for back-to-back -back picks here. Amari Cooper is the first one off the board. And then Lamar Jackson, so another QB. Erickson, are you going to get into this QB club or are you going to wait for something else? No, I'm going to wait. Uh, I'm going to wait on quarterback, especially... I feel like I can get some good value probably a little bit later in the draft. And there's a couple of receivers that I still like on the board. So. All right. So Lamar Jackson off the board here, waiting for a degree for Pitts. Let's go to the rest of the picks here. So Debo Samuel goes off the board at four Oh two DJ Moore goes to you. So continuing to build the heavy wide receiver. I'm so proud of Erickson. I feel like we've spent so much time these last three months where I've just gone on and on about the big wide receiver builds and you're doing it, son. You're doing it. And I'm just so, so damn proud. Uh, but DJ Moore, look, I know it's been early. I know it's only preseason. I know it's a lot of bubble screens and a lot of nonsense. But look, this is an opportunity, at least, for DJ Moore to let go of the reins of wide receiver 20 and maybe start to move up in life. 
I mean, maybe, but the fact I can get him at like wide receiver 20 means like, all right, well, worst case scenario, he just kind of does where I drafted him. But there is a ceiling mm-hmm. conversation with DJ Moore where we know he's a talented guy. Justin Fields takes a step forward. Then, okay, there's a chance where this this pick here actually returns more than I paid for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think the worst case scenario is, all right, DJ Moore finishes a top 24 wide receiver like he pretty much has done every single year of his career. Yeah, you're fired for that pun. I just want you to know. Foxworth selects Christian <laughs> Watson at 404. Damian Pierce goes at 405. Josh Larkey, my favorite pick of the draft so far. You took Brees Hall. I love this. I've been doing this everywhere because I feel like the Brees Hall concern has... The Brees Hall draft value from June till now is absurd. Like, it went from being, I'm a little afraid because it's too high to it's so low right now, you're basically giving him to me on a silver platter. You took him, so let's talk about it. Yeah, so with, with Brees Hall, if Dalvin Cook hadn't signed there, he looks like Bijan Robinson. It's a guy that's going to play week one. Maybe he's eased in a touch the first couple weeks. Him, the injury, Bijan, a rookie. We know these guys are all-purpose backs with, with speed, pass catching, et cetera. Like there, there's nothing these guys can't do. I'm not really that concerned about Dalvin Cook. Uh, one thing we, we've seen as a, a staple of these Aaron Rodgers offenses is that the the better pass catching running back is going to be a big focal point. Rogers is so incredible with reading the defense, knowing when to audible running backs are very efficient running in these offenses because of the holes that are being set up by Rogers and the, the little minutia about the game that he does. And one thing we always saw was Aaron Jones was always a fantasy RB one splitting work with either Jamal Williams or AJ Dillon. So I think early in the season, Brees Hall will be very startable for fantasy. And uh, I think once he gets more acclimated and up to speed, he's going to be a top three fantasy running back for the second half of the season. Could not agree more. Love the pick, love the value. Been drafting him everywhere. And look, Larky's doing it as is RB1 on this build. So there's confidence for you. Aaron Jones at 407, DeAndre Hopkins at 408. Uh, Derek Brown selects Drake London. Debro, I know you're on the clock. I'll let you make your pick and I'll run through the rest. Ken Walker at 410, then Mike Williams at 411. Justin Fields off the board to Mysterion at 412. Followed by James Cook at 501, starting the fifth round. Deontay Johnson at 502, then Joe Burrow. So the elite theoretical quarterbacks are now done. We're into that second tier now of the Lawrences and Herberts. But Derek Brown says, no, no, no QB for me. I'm going with Cam Akers. Uh, would you have taken Cook if he was still available there over Akers, D-Bro? Yep, um, and that's why I took London with that first pick because I figured I was looking at the running backs that were left on the board. Had Cam Akers, James Cook, J.K. Dobbins is still out there. I was like... I feel good about this last kind of wide receiver that I feel extremely awesome about entering his second season in the NFL, taking another step forward. And I was just going to say, okay, well, whichever one of these running backs falls back to me in the fifth round, I'll take him. So Cam Akers versus versus J.K. Dobbins, I have them in similar rank tier uh, in my rankings on fantasypros.com. And I could have gone with either one of these guys. I'm just going to take the upside of Akers again, like kind of like Larky was talking about with the Rams offense. Nobody wants anything to do with this offense and everybody's we're hearing Kyron Williams hype. And I hate to tell people, but Matthew Stafford's had the sixth lowest check down rate over the last two seasons. So Kyron's not going to see the field a ton. And when he doesn't see the field, he's not going to get a lot of targets. Cam Akers is the early down bully for this offense. They're going to run the ball and Cam Akers is going to be awesome. And remember, today's Fantasy Fest is brought to you by Betting Pros, the all-new Betting Pros app. It's been redesigned. It's fantastic. You can follow your favorite wagerers. You can see who's doing the best out there in the business. But the real point is to sync all your sports books. So that way you get the best lines you possibly can. So you can bet smarter, not harder. We've also got that NFL contest where we're giving away autographed jersey of JSN. We're giving away uh, Betting Pros swag, Fantasy Pros swag every single week. On top of monthly prizes as well, we're giving away... Uh, premium subs to betting pros and fantasy pros, but it all starts when you download the betting pros app. And again, you can follow me on there, bettingpros.com slash Joe. You can follow all of us, Erickson Fitz, who are going to be putting our wagers in there all year long. I just joined the NFL contest. So come play against me. Let's have some fun. You can't let me win all the hoodies and hats. Like, just don't let me do that. It's going to get ugly. All right, let's get back to the draft here and see what's going on. Brandon Ayuk goes to who at 505. Then Terry McLaurin at 506. Josh Larkey. I feel like you're using the Joe Pizapia cheat sheet now because you just went TJ Hawkins <laughs> in a 507 and you took him ahead of Darren Waller. Thank you. Please. And thank you, 
Josh Larkey for being the voice of reason here when it comes to these <laughs> tight ends. Let's talk about Josh. Uh, let's talk about Josh Larkey's selection of TJ Hawkinson, who was a target monster last year, and somehow nobody cares but you and me. So last year, TJ Hawkinson played nine full games with the Vikings. Week 18, he barely played. We'll, we'll throw that game out. That doesn't matter for fantasy. Anyway, in those nine games, he averaged 9.4 targets per game. Travis Kelsey averaged under nine targets per game. He had half a target per game more than Travis Kelsey. If you want a tight end in the Travis Kelsey role, potentially, who goes four rounds later, that man is TJ Hawkinson. He, his target volume probably comes down. but. If it's coming down from a point that was higher than Travis Kelsey, then I am perfectly okay taking that guy in round five. We all like the Vikings offense. And I like that it's very consolidated to Jefferson Hawkinson and then possibly the rookie Jordan Addison. So I, I, I like that at 507. I want to say, Josh, memory serves. Uh, we could throw out week 18, but remember the playoff game? I want to say he got 11 targets. Does memory serves, right? He called 10 of 11. In that game yes. against the Giants? Yeah. So uh, that, that's a lot of targets last time I checked. Let's continue on with the board here. Darren Waller goes after TJ Hawkinson. Yes, I didn't stutter after <laughs> TJ Hawkinson. Finally, uh, Tyler Lockett, 509. J.K. Dobbins to the Chubb Club. Oh, Erickson's hitting his RBs now. Look out, everybody. Uh, man overboard. Justin Herbert at 511. Miles Sanders goes at the turn along with Chris Godwin to start round six. George Kittle at 602. Then back to Rashad White. So Erickson. You got Dobbins, you got White, you got ATN, AJ Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Moore. How do you feel about this build? And how do you feel about this doubling up of RB and passing on Jonathan Taylor as well to do it? Yeah, I mean, I think that Jonathan Taylor deserves to kind of be in this conversation in this tier here, but I still am a little gun shy pulling the trigger on him in the beginning of round six. So I feel good about the guys I got. You know, if it fell, he fell a little bit more with some of these other running backs with some question marks. I mean, Alexander Madison is still on the board. So I think I prefer JT over him, but that's how I've kind of played drafting this year. When the running backs fall that I like in value, then I just draft them. I like Dobbins. I like his upside. Could lead the Ravens in touchdowns this year. And Rashad White is a bell cow for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's going to get a ton of check down work. He's going to get a ton of volume. And that's how you overcome a bad offensive environment is getting the ball and being explosive rusher and receiver. So I think Rashad White, you know, he was on my list of must have players to draft this year because I think he's just so undervalued. And, People are writing him off because he averaged like four yards per carry last year, which is is fine. Like it's a fine number to hit. So I think Rashad White's going to shock a lot of people this year. All right, I can't wait for this. By the way, we have to get a Rashad White bet. Uh, it's going to be a karaoke bet. I will choose the song uh, that one of us will sing. We have to give me what you think the numbers are going to be, and then we'll figure out where he's going to finish. Jonathan Taylor finally goes off the board after James Conner at six oh five. Josh, you took David Montgomery at six oh six. Your second RB. How do you feel about it? I love David Montgomery. I've been calling him Money Montgomery. He's averaged over 1,200 yards per season through four years. And he's now going to be playing behind the best offensive line and best overall offense of his career. Rookie running back Jameer Gibbs is awesome, but he's 199 pounds. Montgomery's got 25 pounds on him at the goal line. And I think Gibbs has the CMC rookie year where Christian McCaffrey had 117 carries and 113 targets. That, that feels like some version of that is in store for Gibbs. Uh, on my podcast on the 33rd team, I had NFL insider Ari Mayrov on, and he said that what he's heard out of Lions camp is that the Alvin Kamara type role will go to Gibbs. And he said, David Montgomery, the word they've been using is bell cow. So I, yeah. I like getting a guy that is going to get a lot of touches in a good offense. Josh, his uh, over under, I think in Vegas was set around 750. So I assume you're over on that bad boy. Yes, I would still hit it at over 750. I hit it at uh, over 700 earlier in the offseason, mm. and I would hit it still at 750. He's always right. had over 800 yards. You're on the clock. Don't miss your pick here. Christian Watson goes, excuse me, Christian Kirk, wrong Christian, uh, goes next at 607. Then Trevor Lawrence at 608. Alvin Kamara to you, Derek Brown. Speaking of Alvin Kamara, can Alvin Kamara be the Alvin Kamara in the Alvin Kamara role that we're used to seeing Alvin Kamara? Do you, you want to get two more Alvin Kamaras? I, there, I could, but I think Chris might throw me off the stream. My, my <laughs> I just, I didn't know if we had to meet a certain quotient. Oh, here, but... it's fantasy fest. We're having a good time here. We're drafting again, <laughs> but look, in all honesty, look, here you go. So he goes the same round as, um, as Jonathan Taylor does, right? We're still mm -hmm. in that same range. Uh, would you have rather had Jonathan Taylor? Or would you rather have Alvin Kamara? I would rather take Alvin Kamara. I've, I've okay. said it uh, the entire <clears throat> offseason, man. Like, 
Alvin Kamara has been grossly mispriced and he still is mispriced. Like mm-hmm. he's still mispriced. Like people are drafting Alvin Kamara as an RB three. Like he's going to miss six games or whatever. We already know he's missing only three games. He was the RB 13 in fantasy points per game. He was the RB seven in expected fantasy points. And yet he's missing three games and you could draft this guy as a flex play. <laughs> what are we doing here? Mm, no, I, I, I can't argue. I, I agree. I understand the early miscast of the fear in the market of, oh, I'm going to get six games or whatever he's going to get. But look, you know, three games. Eh, we already have Jonathan Taylor is missing four and he's going ahead of him. Now, granted, Jonathan Taylor is just two years removed from that one overall season at RB. But on the flip side, there's still so much uncertainty. You know, is the ankle really a problem? Is this just a negotiating tactic? Is you know, is he going to get traded by the call? I mean, it's just so many. Ifs is he going right to play now. at all this year? Uh, I mean, I dude, think that's still, we, I think there's I, two I camps of people. Knows. There's the people who drafted Le'Veon Bell a few years ago and everybody else and everybody like me who drafted <laughs> Le'Veon Bell uh, and lived through that. I think we're like, I was the person that drafted all the James Conner just to throw that out there. Good for you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the fade this podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, you know, watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. All right. Alexander Madison goes next. Then Jerry Judy finally at 6'11", another guy. Derek, I know you moved him down in your rankings, too. You're a little concerned, as you should be, I think, about that hamstring. Then at the turn, Jahan Dotson, Zay Flowers. That is a sexy pair of wide receivers to go along with Justin Jefferson and Calvin Ridley. How are they letting Mysterion get away with that in this board? Juggernaut uh is up next selects javante williams another really i think a really good value in the seventh round mike evans then back to you for dallas goddard Debro, talk about this one real quick well i'm just gonna double down i mean erickson and i are right now in a high stakes draft right now drafting a best ball team and i've gravitated to more dallas goddard and i know i took him over kyle pitts and for me that was more of a team build i don't want to be that much into the falcons passing attack this year having london and pitts with but with dallas goddard what are we making the bet on here, guys? Like, mm-hmm. he's going to be a top eight tight end. He's one of the most efficient tight ends in the NFL. If he ever walks into 130 targets, he's going to be in that same breath as Mark Andrews. He's going to be a top three guy. 
So if anything happens to AJ Brown or Devonta Smith, consolidated targetry, efficient as all get out tight end. At this point in the draft, I know what I'm getting, but there's also upside with Dallas Goddard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Oh, you're getting a good floor at the very least. Jordan Addison goes next at 705. Then more tight ends. Kyle Pitts at 706. Then Josh, you went Marquise Brown. We'll get to your back-to-back picks there in a second. Uh, George Pickens at 708. Gabe Davis at 79. Then Khalil Herbert to uh, Andrew Erickson. Michael Pittman at 711. Antonio Gibson at the turn. Then we begin the eighth round. Cortland Sutton at 801. Isaiah Pacheco to degree at 802. Club. You selected Deshaun Watson, so you went another RB. One, two, three, four of your last five picks have been running backs. Then you took Deshaun Watson. Seems like a great just plus value here on Deshaun. Was that your strategy the whole time? And how do you feel about getting Herbert here to this incredible little running back room you've created here, Erickson? I mean, the running backs that I like are, are keep falling to me in places I feel comfortable drafting them. So I think that's kind of the mm-hmm. move with running back this year. If they fall in value, you just scoop them up for the guys that you like. You can be particular because I think that there's a lot of guys you can choose from. And I think Deshaun Watson, for me, is like when I look at the late round quarterback territory, I think round eight kind of still classifies as a late round. Look, he has top five upside. I mean, we've seen him lead the NFL in passing yards and he's our mobile quarterback and he goes in round eight. So if people are going to draft Calvin Ridley in round two. Why can't we draft Deshaun? Why can't Deshaun Watson be good at football too? <laughs> Sky Moore and Elijah Moore, two of my favorite things, uh, go off the board together. Then Jackson Smith and Jigba to you, Josh. So you took Marquise Brown, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, doubling up at wide receiver. Um, are you concerned at all about the health of Jackson Smith and Jigba entering this season where you have enough depth you feel like where it's okay? And how do you feel about the Cardinal situation? Because that is a whole other set of worms. So Jackson Smith and Jigba has returned to practice. He is catching footballs. It didn't look like the quarterbacks were throwing them full speed, but I think the wrist is going to be okay. I don't really need him for week one. It's my fourth receiver. This is a player that was going earlier prior to this, and it seemed like his timetable hasn't changed. And the reason to pick him hasn't changed. You pick rookie receivers for what they do in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. It looks like the the runway is still cleared for him to potentially usurp the 31-year-old Tyler Lockett on the depth chart. So that's very exciting. We like this offense in general. It was the the ninth best scoring offense last year, and all it did was get better. And then with Marquise Brown, Marquise Brown was the wide receiver six last year through six games. And people are like, Josh, I don't think you realize that was with Kyler Murray. And that was before DeAndre Hopkins came back. Well, what are we going to have for the second half of the season? No DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray comes back. The the Cardinals stink. They're going to have to pass a ton. The, this is a, an awful defense. The, the run game is going to be inefficient. And I, I think there's going to be a ton of targets for, for Marquise Brown. Yeah. So uh, I, I like it. The, I like getting targets. Marquise Brown, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. 100 plus targets incoming for each of them. Josh, you know what I like that you said about JSN is the patience. And I always try to remind people that, you know, when you have the rookies that you draft him or like, let's say you like Roshan or you like some of these guys. You have to like them enough to keep them long enough that they can acclimate to the NFL and then be productive in the second half. So you're getting them at a great value here because of the recent injury, but a great stance by Josh there too, to show you, Hey, this is where you take shots on some of these rookies and these young guys like sky Moore, Elijah Moore too, in new places there for Elijah Moore, sky Moore, player that people have high expectations for in year two. You can take shots here if you've already got a good wide receiver core like Cooper Cup and Jalen Waddle. All right, after that, Dalvin Cook goes, Quentin Johnson goes, Debro selects one of his favorite things, Daniel Jones. We'll get uh, the loop around to him in a second. DeAndre Swift at 810, then Brian Robinson at 811 to Juggernaut. Uh, Mysterion selects AJ Dillon and Zach Charbonnet, back to back RBs. Then Michael Thomas goes off the board at 902 before Brandon Cooks who goes at 9.03, and then Derek Brown, Rashad Bateman. So Daniel Jones, Rashad Bateman, your last two picks. I know you're very high on uh, Daniel Jones. Um, is it because of the Waller addition? Is it because of the added wide receiver depth, the guys like Paris Campbell and Jalen Hyatt? Or do you just think Daniel Jones has another gear that we haven't seen yet? Um, can I go with all of the above? You I like can. all of the above, I mean, it's Joe. a cheap answer, but whatever. You could do that. <laughs> He's QB 10 last year and he barely threw the ball Add all these weapons. And the fact that I, and I, I highlighted this in the most recent article I wrote for fantasy pros and changes in offensive pace and passing rates and things like that. And underrated offenses people need to be diving into the giants fit the bill, man. They're going to be a top 12 pace offense this year. They're going to run more. No huddle. Daniel Jones rushing is not going anywhere. He has top five QB upside 
in his range of outcomes. I look at, I've got a QB 10 in my ranks right now. So I want all the Daniel Jones I could possibly get. And this is why that late round quarterback has been so successful in previous years. It's because you could take these shots on guys that have the talent situation around them that could vastly outperform what they've done previously. What he did last year was as a QB one. And with Rashad Bateman, if he stays healthy, and I know it's a big if, the talent is there. He was an uber prospect coming out. And we just have not seen Rashad Bateman, a healthy Rashad Bateman, on the field with Lamar Jackson. And if we get that this year in an offense that's going to throw the ball more, it's lights up, man. I mean, like, I think that Rashad Bateman can crush this year. And this is not any shade against Say Flowers. I love him as well as a player. But I think Rashad Bateman, whether you want to talk about as a prospect, talent overall and stuff, there's a conversation to be had about him just being a better player than Zay Flowers. And this is not me shading. I want to highlight that specifically. This is not me tossing shade at Zay Flowers. I love him. Not enough. You don't love him enough. That's all I say. I'll love him enough for the oh, both of us gosh. at the end of the day. Uh, Rashad Bateman goes next at 904. We'll see how many games he plays this year. I love you, D. Uh, who that? <laughs> Traylon Burks at 905. And this is why, I mean, I, this is, I have the best job in the world. I get to come to work every day and talk about fantasy football with my friends. And this is the best thing in the whole world. I'm very lucky. And this is the best Traylon Burks, 905. Then Dak Prescott at 906. Uh, then you have Samaji Piran go to Josh at 907. Jalen Warren goes, I'm sure Debro, maybe you take Jalen mm. Warren instead of Rashad Bateman. That one's got to stick in your craw. Jamal Williams at 909. Uh, and then the Chubb Club, Andrew Erickson selects Marvin Mims Jr. Pretty aggressively. I just want to say, I feel like you could have gotten him later, but Erickson did not want to wait. So Erickson, let's talk about this first selection here. You made a Marvin Mims because you're like, nope, I'm not waiting until wide receiver, what, 75 or whatever he is right now. You're just going for it. So tell me why. Because it's a bet on upside. Again, we already have your starting lineup filled out. So I'm just looking for roster depth. So I'm not, I don't need to start Nico Collins, Juju Smith Schuster, Jacoby Myers. Like none of those guys are going to crack my lineup when I have AJ Brown, I'm on St. Brown and DJ Moore as my starting three receiver. But Marvin Mims is this unknown quantity that he could be the number one receiver on the Denver Broncos. So I want to be aggressive going after a player that has a really high ceiling, in my opinion, versus chasing after floor players like a Smith Schuster, like a Myers, where I can probably just find those guys on the waiver wire or at least find their production later on in uh, in the drafts. Is this right. aggressive, though? I mean, really, like uh, at the point of like Judy's going to miss maybe five to six weeks. Like I've got Marvin Mims bumped up as my, like he's inside my top 100. I don't I don't feel like this is aggressive. Well, looking at the board here, maybe maybe it's not. Maybe maybe it isn't. So you took him ahead of Juju. Uh, Evan Ingram, like I can understand you waited. You end up the next pick getting David Njoku, who I could argue might have more upside potentially this year. Uh, Rashad Penny went at at the beginning of the 10th round, then Tank Bigsby at 10.02. Then you took Njoku. So uh, considering that, you know, you really, you hammered running back here, you you almost have to kind of take your guys. And I guess, Erickson, this goes to that big conversation that uh, I feel like we had yesterday on the live stream here on Fantasy Pro's YouTube channel, which is when do you take your guys? And we said probably about a round earlier than they're going ADP just to make sure you get them. If you really truly believe that they are going to that you've done the homework and you believe they're going to outpace themselves and really, you know, be potential league winners. So that being said, is that what you did here? I think so. I mean, that's what I'm aiming for here. And I didn't think he was going to fall back to me. I mean, Marvin Mims is a really good. I mean, again, I said it before, but why can he not lead the Broncos and targets week one? Judy's not out there. It's him and Cortland Sutton. Like, that's it. So, I, I mean, 50 50 shot. And if he does, then he's a rookie with a super high ceiling. So again, once you get the double digit rounds, I think you'd be aggressive getting your guys. Again, you're just filling out your bench at this point. You're not filling out starting roster spots and everybody's healthy. So I think you should be aggressive. All right. Uh, we'll get to Josh's picks in a second. Josh in his building is going through a fire drill right now. So instead of hearing the ooey ooey uh, sound of the siren, <laughs> uh, Josh is going to continue to make his picks. And then we'll recap Josh's team first. So, we're not ignoring our guests. I just want everybody here on Fantasy Pros to know that uh, we're enjoying having Josh here on the program. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he, he's not—he's uh, making his picks in silence just for now, and then he'll continue uh, to break them all down for us later. So after Injoku goes, Foxworth selects Roshan Johnson. Rafi selects Tua Tungavailoa at ten oh five. Then Josh selects Damian Harris at ten oh six. Pat Fryermuth at ten oh seven. Uh, Jacoby Myers at ten oh eight. To Hudat. Uh, D bro, you took Anthony Richardson. So here you go. So you just took Daniel Jones. 
Uh, and he gave me the big Daniel Jones talk. And you're taking mm-hmm. Richardson just for fun. Is that what's going on here? No, I'm just going to take multiple shots on the top five quarterback upside. I mean, we're playing this like a real league. If both of those guys hit, then I got trade bait. And if Daniel Jones is not the guy that I think he's going to be, then a rich is another shot on top five quarterback upside. And at this point waiting late round quarterback. Yeah. Double tapping quarterback is totally fine because like Erickson highlighted at this point in the draft, I mean, my starting lineups all filled out. I've got, you know, one guy on my bench. I got, I just added another one with my latest pick and I'm feeling good about life. How do you feel about the preseason so far for Anthony Richardson? I think it's been exactly what we should have expected. Flashes of greatness and flashes of, okay, well, that's a learning uh, point. So I think we're going to see that through the the entire season. But I think that the valleys are, as far as how low we're going to see those bad plays and the play-to-play consistency, I think that those are going to improve. And I think his play-to-play consistency is going to continue to prove as the season goes on. And we, we talked about Jonathan Taylor earlier, Joe. He's not there. I mean, yeah, I love Evan Hall, but good Lord. Could we see even more r- rushing from Anthony Richardson as um, a byproduct of no JT? We all love Evan Hall around these parts. We're rooting for Evan Hall. Uh, Gadarius Tony goes next. Jonathan Mingo at 10-11. Then Nico Collins at the turn at 10-11. Odell Beckham at 11-01. Jamison Williams at 11-02. Dalton Schultz off the board at 11-03. And then you take uh, an RB, Jeff Wilson Jr. at 11-04. So this is your way of getting involved in this Mike McDaniel offense? It sure is, Joe. And El Jefe, mm-hmm. we saw when he was healthy last year, <laughs> did great things in Miami, man. And I, I look at people wanted to draft Raheem Mostert in certain drafts ahead of Jeff Wilson or Devon A. Chain. Do we, do we not realize what Jeff Wilson did last year in this offense? Like if Jonathan Taylor's not going to end up in South Beach, Dalvin Cook didn't go there. Jeff Wilson is a lot of times the third running back out of this backfield people draft, and he could be the RB1 week one or hell, the entire season. Chiga Conquo goes next at 11.05. Alan Lazard at 11.06 to, to tease it. Uh, Josh, let's get to you, finally. Uh, Samaji Pirine, Damian Harris, and then at 11.07, you selected Zay Jones. Take me through these last few picks of yours. Yeah, sorry about that, everyone. Uh, my my TV, complex baby. has this is wonderful happened. timing with the, the fire drill, apparently. So <laughs> Samaji Pirine, I think his production might be front-loaded. The season goes along. Javante Williams probably gets better and better. Well, I have Brees Hall. Season goes along. He gets better and better. Yeah. If for some reason he starts a little slowly, well, I've got Samaj P. Ryan. I think they complement each other well. I, I like that Damian Harris is going to get most of the goal line carries and a very good offense. Everything I've heard out of Bill's camp is that they actually finally don't want Josh Allen being that that thumper at the goal line. That's kind of what ruined Cam Newton's career. I think they're aware mm. of that. Damian Harris is a much bigger back than James Cook. I think that's going to be his role. And then Zay Jones, I mean, he might start in two receiver sets. Even if he doesn't, he's doubly injury contingent. Calvin Ridley goes down or Christian Kirk goes down. Suddenly we have Zay Jones last year back. So that was kind of the thought process behind those three. I like the P Ryan Brees Hall pairing. That's, you know, it's, I've talked about the, the Alvin Kamara Brees Hall pairing before, but I haven't talked about the P Ryan one. Uh, that's a cheaper one that's really interesting. So I'm glad you brought that up, man. And the Damian Harris, again, you know, fall in the end zone 10 times this year. I mean, that's not out of the realm of outcomes there. Uh, after Zay Jones, Dalton Kincaid to Rafi, then Foxworth takes Tyler Algier. Chubb Club continues the RB onslaught. Kenneth Gainwell goes to you, then Elijah Mitchell. Jarek McKinnon closes out round 11. Round 12, Raheem Mostert, Devon A. Chain at 12.02. Kendra Miller at 12.03. You got to your favorites, Gainwell and Miller. Uh, talk about the running back depth. You've got it all, Erickson. I do. You know, and that's what the, lux- <laughs> the luxury of starting with three wide receivers uh, allows you to do. You can just pound running back all the way to the end of your draft. It's like James can- Bond like. That was very sexy, Erickson. I and do. Now I, yeah, see, I do have all of the mm. running backs, actually, now that you mention it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. I, I, but I mean, that's the strategy. When you. <laughs> when you feel good about the receivers that you start the draft with, like I'm never going to bench Brown, St. Brown or DJ Moore. Like as long as those guys are healthy, I'm going to start them every single week and feel good about them producing every single week. And then at running back, it's a rotating carousel. So if it's Herbert, the guy game, like I'm just going to play whoever has the best matchup that week and rotate them between my two running backs and my flex spot. Again, this is half PPR. So more touchdown dependency versus at a full PPR where I'd rather have probably starting four wide receivers. I feel okay. Starting three running backs every single week. And we'll see how things play out. I mean, Kendra Miller has a rare opportunity as a third round draft mm. pick 
to see instant snaps on his starting offense with Alvin Kamara out for the season. So, or out, uh, out for three games, excuse me, not out for the season. <laughs> Easy. Oh, <laughs> yo, you gave Derek Brown a heart attack just now. Oh, Debra, it's okay. It's okay. Relax. Everything's fine. I'm like, do we just have breaking news <laughs> that I missed a, here? Like a paper bag for Derek like... Brown to breathe in. <laughs> please. Uh, slowly slowly but continuing on with the draft year after Kendra Miller Darnell Mooney at 1204 uh Jaden Reed at 1205 then Larky selects Ezekiel Elliott at 1206 uh we'll come back to your uh, next pick in a second here Romeo Dobbs at 1207 then Devin Singletary at 1208 Rashi Rice one of my favorites Debro takes the shot there down to Foreman at 1210 Adam Thielen at 1211 Greg Dulcich He's an interesting one too with that Jerry Judy injury you saw Albert O get moved on with he's with the Eagles now I think Dulcich is going to have a really good year. Chuba Hubbard goes at 1301. Then Gus Edwards at 1302. Another, that's a pairing of, I think, very valuable late round running backs. Hubbard and Gus Edwards could work a little bit more than people realize sooner than you realize. Tyler Higby at 1303. Then Evan Hall to Debro. You did it. Hull and Rice. Debro, let's talk about these two selections. Shooting shots, baby. Shooting shots on upside. If it's not Sky Moore, then yes, Rasheed Rice could be the wide receiver one right behind Travis Kelsey in targets this year. So I missed out on Sky Moore, but I'm still going to take shots on this Kansas City passing attack late. And Evan Hull, the ranks in the ECR, all these parts of pieces, draft rooms right now have not caught up with the fact that JT is going to miss that time. Hell, we talked about it. We might not even see Jonathan Taylor this entire season or he gets traded. The outs for Evan Hull are absolutely there. He should be drafted, honestly, guys, in that 11th or 12th round tier of these RB3, Tank Bigsby, Jalen Warren. Mm -hmm. Except you can make an easy case. He's the starting running back for the Indianapolis Colts, and he maybe should go ahead of those guys. So in the 13th round, absolutely. Zamir White goes next. Jalen Hyland at 13.06. Then Josh selects Jerome Ford. So Zeke and Jerome Ford, your last two picks, trying to, again, give yourself some more depth in that running back room behind Brees Hall. Uh, do you feel like you've done that and you like the way this roster is starting to show itself, Josh? Yeah, at this point, I've got, uh, what is it, six running backs. We've got Brees Hall and David Montgomery, probably the starters. Samaj P. Ryan's there early if needed. Damian Harris is on a great offense. Ezekiel Elliott is one of two running backs on the New England Patriots roster. I wouldn't wish injury on anyone, but if something happens to Ramondre Stevenson, Ezekiel Elliott is probably fantasy relevant. Jerome Ford may be in the Kareem Hunt role. And even if he's not, then he's a Nick Chubb injury away from getting a, a ton of touches. So I'm just kind of stacking up injury contingency plans at this point. So like Zay Jones, Jacksonville receivers get hurt. Now these running backs, hey, the, the guy ahead of him gets hurt. I'm just, uh, at this point, I like my starting roster and I'm going to try and benefit when other teams starting rosters get hurt. Mm, there you go. Uh, Kirk Cousins goes next. So even though Rafi took Tua, took Cousins anyways, a little insurance policy. It's a pretty good, cheap insurance policy. Let me tell you. DJ Shark at uh, 1309, then Clyde Edwards Lair to Erickson, followed by uh, Tajay Spears at 1311, Tyler Boyd to close out round 13. Last round, Rondell Moore at 14. Oh, one, then Michael Gallup, Justin Ross. Talk about shooting shots. All right. You took CEH. You took Justin Ross taking shots on the Chiefs. Erickson feels like a good thing to do. I mean, it's the last rounds of the draft. Like if you're going to take a shot on anyone, why not take a shot on players that play with Patrick Mahomes? Like, you're like that's all I'm betting on here. So Justin Ross made the roster. This is a big mm -hmm. upgrade from last year, where he didn't make the, he yeah. was on the practice squad last year. So look, we're steadily moving in the right direction with Justin Ross. So hey, I can at least see week one, see that Thursday night. And if he plays a lot, maybe there's a wide receiver injury. It's like, hmm, maybe I got a lottery ticket on my hands that I drafted in round 14. Maybe you do. All right. KJ Osborne goes next, then Ty Chandler. After that, Josh selects Joshua Kelly, another backup RB. Geno Smith in the last round. We keep talking about the Geno Smith value. We talked about it with Jake uh, in the opening segment of Fantasy Fest today and Jake Seeley. And we we're talking about Geno Smith has fallen off the map in terms of value. If you're going to wait on quarterback, Take Geno Smith, please. Uh, Cordero Patterson goes next at 1408. Then Puka Nakua to Debro. Uh, Mars selects Kyron Williams. Then Isaiah Hodgins goes after that. And the last pick uh, in this draft is Van Jefferson. Let's see how the grades shake out uh, for everybody in the projected standings. Debro, what did Draft Wizard grade you? Oh, I'm holding my breath. I got an 83. So okay, the B is nice. Although uh, I'm sixth. I don't like it because Erickson took this one home, man. So he did. I got to sit here and take tip of the cap to Erickson. I beat him last time. He got me this time. Mm. There you go. Uh, and this is the great thing too. Again, 
please go run, get draft wizard app, go to fantasypros.com slash draft wizard. And then you can see for those of you who still don't know how this works, look at how you can analyze the draft afterward. You can look at the summary, the projections, the steals, where you missed, where you could have done better. Uh, you can also look at all the expert opinions too, of the drafts who liked your draft, who didn't like your draft and how that all went. Uh, but Andrew Erickson, you're the big winner here. Mars finished second, uh, tease it finished third and Mysterion fourth there. But Andrew Erickson, uh, I assume uh, you liked your draft uh, quite a bit. Did any other experts like it as well? Yeah, I gave myself a 99 out of 100. So wow, that's nice. Pretty that's much nice. perfect. Um, no bias Singleton at all. liked it. Uh, Dalton Del Don from Yahoo Sports liked my draft. So, yeah, I mean, I'm thrilled about it. And I think it just goes back to letting running back value fall to me. Like, right, I, I let's, don't think that... let's talk about your roster then, because I know we're running low on time here since this is what a this is what a half PPR 99 out of 100 team looks like. Everybody Deshaun Watson, a quarterback, great value there. ATN, JK Dobbins. Look, Dobbins is that one thing that he scares me a little bit now um, that could all go away in a couple weeks. But AJ Brown, Amon Ross, a Brown, DJ Moore. That is really good. Erickson. David Njoku at tight end. Then at the flex, you have Rashad White. The bench, look at all the RBs. Herbert, Gainwell, Clyde Bordelaire, Kendra Miller, then Justin Ross and Marvin Mims. Now, look, if you have a big injury to this roster with one of the Browns, then all of a sudden maybe things are looking a little rough, but you have the RB equity to make a deal. How do you feel about this roster? Would you go into the season with it? 100%. 110%. That's actually a false thing. You can't actually do anything 110%. But anyway... <laughs> You must feel pretty good about it. Let's get the Josh Larkey's team here. Josh, you came away with Josh Allen at the top, uh, a top three quarterback at the very least. Brees Hall, who could get back into that top 10 RB conversation with maybe room to spare. David Montgomery could have a lot of touchdowns. Then look at this wide receiver core, Cooper Cup and Jalen Waddell. Marquise Hollywood Brown, then TJ Hawkinson at tight end, who really represents better than most potential wide receiver threes that we're looking at. That's the advantage he brings. JSN is the flex. Then Zeke, Damian Harris, Zay Jones, Samaji Pirine, Josh Kelly, and Jerome Ford. Josh, looking back on this roster, how do you feel since you've done uh, 506 drafts today? This is 507. How did this one go? I, I feel pretty good. I looked at the draft wizard, and it let me know that if I had taken Antonio Gibson in the seventh round, that I would have scored uh, five points below Erickson. So I would have been in second oh, place. Apparently ooh. he was the skeleton key and I missed. <laughs> I, I will be betting against Antonio Gibson for this mock. <laughs> I, I hope he this year. take that mock draft software. So I'm, I'm feeling good about this team. I think ultimately I have a lot of flexibility the way that I, I built my roster. So I, I wish that, that we had a little bit of money going on in this one. So we'll, we'll have to revisit this mock Love after it. the season. I, that's what I want. I keep telling the dev team who's exhausted by the time we even get to September 1st. I want to see the grades of all the mocks we do after the season runs. So after the yes. projections are all done and it's real stuff, that's the show I want to host in January where mm -hmm. we have the people on to defend their drafts. Like if we had Josh back on or, you know, any of the people that we've had in our mock draft shows, that to me is a fun show. That's a show I want to do. Look back at all the things we said and where we were right, maybe where we were wrong. Uh, Debro, let's uh, take a look at your team here. Daniel Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, Cam Akers. Love the RB room there. Then the wide receivers. Oh, this is good. Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, Drake London. I like that Keenan Allen can kind of be that steady veteran presence there for young Drake London. Very good. Uh, Dallas Goddard at tight end. Alvin Kamara at the flex. Rushy Rice, Jeff Wilson, Anthony Richardson, Rashad Bateman, Evan Hull, Puka Nakua. Debro, your thoughts on this roster? I love this team. Um, and well, unfortunately, unlike Larky, uh, I got the same type of a uh, pick analysis. If I would have taken Antonio Gibson and Cole Komet <laughs> over Dallas Goddard and Evan Hull, I would have had 106 points. But unfortunately for me, that still would have put me two points behind Erickson. So I can't sit here and rub Erickson's face in that. But I love this team. I think it's balanced overall. Um, I gave myself a 97 for this team, but I want to throw it out there that, uh, Joey, Joey P gave me an 87. So I'm, I'll sit here and uh, enjoy that very uh, much. Clearly something's wrong. We have to go back and figure <laughs> out why that happened. Uh, also, Draft Wizard told me that if I took Antonio Gibson, I would be a foot taller and have more hair on my head. So apparently, like, oh, everything's just better with Antonio That's Gibson. Right. Uh, by the way, everybody, everything is better in your leagues when you have something cool from Trophy Smack. And don't forget, we are giving away a glorious 36-inch fantasy championship trophy for your league, courtesy of our good friends over at Trophy Smack, the number one destination 
for epic fantasy tournament trophies. You need to subscribe to the Fantasy Bros YouTube channel right now. Do it. Drop a comment below. Who's drafted you like the most? Who's drafted you hate? We want to hear about it. And we'll be announcing the winner today. So stick around for all of Fantasy Fest going on all day on our YouTube channel. Don't forget to like this stream. But make sure you turn on that notifications bell till it goes ding so you know if you're the winner of the epic fantasy tournament trophy from trophy smack we love working with trophy smack and uh josh it was great to finally have you on the show man uh you're out there in the twitter streets all the time we know that but uh 33rd uh team is doing some really good work you guys have a really good crew over there i've listened to some of the shows and uh uh just you know obviously as we go into uh the regular season now what do you guys have in store as we've closed the door almost on draft and now we've opened it to week one yeah, we'll have three main things this year for anyone that, that wants to get some some actionable analysis with fantasy. We'll have fantasy rankings each week on the 33rdteam.com that I'll be doing with write-ups for a lot of the players where I've got a guy way above or below consensus. That guy gets a write-up as to like, well, why do I hate him? Why do I like him? We'll have full DFS analysis from Jordan Vanek coming out Saturday mornings on the site. And then our own Ryan Reynolds watches every snap of every game and lives to tell about it. And he writes up each game as kind of like a matchup preview from a betting perspective. So anyone out there that wants to bet has that. And then we'll be doing a lot of prop betting content that we drop into our discord. So kind of a, a little something for everyone there and all the stuff that we're offering is free. So if you want to pay for the draft wizard, pay trophy smack, you can do all of that and still check us out. So it will not affect any consumption (laughs) patterns with fantasy pros or any related sponsors or entities. My, my lawyer said I did a good job there. There you go. Uh, Josh, I'm just grateful. You have enough money left to just, you know, to live in the house after all the fantasy pros championships that you've uh, gone into this year. But uh, again, we, everybody fantasypros.com slash championship, uh ffpc it's still going on there's still some spots remaining i know erickson's league is full d bros league is full i think like they are filling up fast so if you want a shot at winning a million dollars this is the way to do it fantasypros.com slash championship six million dollars in prizes use the promo code fantasy pros you get 25 dollars off uh, of your entry there and you can do multiple uh and try to i mean come on you watch all these shows try to take this bad boy down i mean can you imagine winning a million dollars playing fantasy football it basically works like every other 12 team league and then it moves on it there's a cut line to the playoffs, uh, no trades, but it's waivers, setting your lineups, all that stuff. So this is what you're here for. This is what you've been doing. Uh, Erickson, Debro, uh, this is the last mock draft the three of us get to do together. Um, the last of many that we've done. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, you have served your country well. You have served fantasy pros well, I just want to say. Uh, and I continue uh, to say that I would love to do shows in January where we can look back on these and see how we did. So I think that's going to be something we have to do uh, again, go follow Josh over on the Twitter machine at J Larky tweets. And of course, Andrew Erickson's going to be doing amazing work all season long for us here on the betting side, on the fantasy pro side, he's writing up all the previews for betting. You can follow him at bettingpros.com slash Erickson. Uh, Derek Brown and I are going to be doing the DFS show on amp. Don't forget Fridays, 2 PM. We were doing it on Twitter, but now we're moving it to AMP, so download AMP. That's the place to go to get that. And that'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Derrickson, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasypros. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.